Welcome into Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Uh, happy Sunday. Hope all is going well. Hope you're staying safe, wearing the mask, the separation, washing your hands, all that we need to do to take care of this COVID-19. And today I'm real pleased to have with us uh, Tim Taravella, who's the Executive Director of Sense of Security. Tim is responsible for fundraising, financial oversight, board development, program oversight, staff development. He cleans the bathrooms. Right, Tim? Pretty much. I, I'm the chief bottle washer and tour guide. Too. <laughs> yes, you are. Man, I was just reading your, your website. You have a great website, by the way. And, oh, thank uh, you very you, much. You, uh, you do a lot, and you have some good board members. I actually know some of those board members. So you got a good bunch of people that are surrounding what you do. And, and it's kind of fun for me because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is what we're doing now, the first weekend in October. And my wife is a two-time breast cancer survivor, and I am a breast cancer survivor. So I've been deeply involved uh, with breast cancer and, uh, you know, Susan G. Coleman, a lot of that stuff. But I thought the sense of security, which I've heard about, but I didn't know much about what you guys do. Let's get them on Mile High Magazine and let the Denver, Colorado area hear what you're all about. So let's get to it, Tim. Talk about sense of security. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Uh, this is it's a great opportunity for us. And and uh, we've been in the business now for 20 years. Uh, we were founded uh, back in 2000 by Vicki Tosher and Angela Ricker to help families going through breast cancer treatment. Um, since then, we've been lucky enough to, to assist 1,800 families. That's about 5,700 people across the state of Colorado. But um, And we've, we provide uh, sustained financial assistance to them, $500 a month for up to six months to pay their non-medical bills. You know, stuff like housing, transportation, utilities, and buy groceries. Um, unfortunately, Vicki Tosher died uh, this past July yeah. uh, with her third recurrence of breast cancer. Wow, that's um, tough. But we, keep her, we try to keep her passion and her dedication of, of this mission in mind every single day. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary uh, this past weekend with our Distinctly Colorado event. Um, we raised more than $85,000, which is amazing, and that's going to be turned around into grants for families across the state. Let's talk about that, the event you did last Saturday, the the uh, Distinctly Colorado event, because a lot of nonprofits such as yourself have trying to raise money because that's the heartbeat of what you do, mm-hmm. and it's all virtual. And I yeah. have done, oh, I bet I've done five virtual nonprofit events, and every one of them was as successful, successful as yours was this weekend. $80,000 is a, a nice chunk of change, right, Tim? It really is. And, you know, for, from the, the single uh, staff person position, you know, with me just being, you know, being the only person that, that runs the shop and, and does everything day to day, it was great on the, the stress side, too. I'm sure. uh, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we had we had an amazing ho- uh, host, uh, Chris Parente from Channel 2 and Fox 31. Yeah, I know, Chris. Chris is a job. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a really good he's guy. He's a really good guy. He's yeah. got a great energy about it. Uh, we had a great facility and an awesome team to put the virtual event together because a regular event's a piece of cake. You show up, <clears throat> there's a caterer that does the food, there's there's the venue that you hire a band and stuff like that. We had to make everything appear from nothing, literally in a room, and, and the folks at MetaMedia did a fantastic job on that. Now, did you pre-record a lot of that event, or was it done live and just uh, you just streamed it? So it was a combination of the two. We spent a couple hours the few weeks before uh, recording video chunks with our former grantees and actually with our co-founder, Angela, who lives down in New Zealand. So we did that all virtual uh, with her, put those video pieces together, and then we stitched those into a live meeting that we had with Chris, the auctioneer, and myself in a room. 
And we, we just, like on a TV show, we just bounced in back and forth between live shots and the, the re-recorded video. That, you know what, I and I've done, <clears throat> as I said, five of those, and four of them were, com- like just like you, part recorded, part live, then a couple mm-hmm. I did that were live all the way from the scratch, from the get-go. I think that people that are involved uh, like that. I think they like the fact yeah. that they're at home. They don't have to put a tuxedo on. They don't have to go to a oh, restaurant. Yeah. They don't have to pay for a chicken dinner. They don't have to do any of that. And they're willing to give the money they would have spent on that to the cause, right? Don't you agree? Exactly. We see a lot of that, but we have to be careful. We want to make sure that everybody <laughs> comes back to our live event next year. <laughs> well, it's on their fancy clothes. But no, it was a, the, the option of not having the event at all would have been devastating. Yeah. And I think organizations oh, yeah. are realizing that they have to do them. Yeah, it's 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 a hard time for uh, for nonprofits as people try to yeah. survive this pandemic situation. And I think it's interesting what you guys do at Sense of Security is the fact that you hear about breast cancer awareness and you hear about money given for research, but you don't hear much about what happens to the breast cancer patients once they're done with the hospital mm-hmm. stays, once they get home, once they start trying to heal, and all the life they have to continue to live without some kind mm-hmm. of financial help. And that's what you guys do, right? Exactly. And that was the, the idea that Angela and Vicki had 20 years ago. They had a friend, Donna Rogers, who was going through breast cancer treatment um, before the Affordable Care Act, before any sort of, you know, Medicaid, Medicare sort of assistance she might have been able to get. And friends were telling her, oh, you should sell your house to pay off your medical bills. Vicki and Angela said, no, that's ridiculous. That's the only place. That's the only security you have. They said, we need to help find a way to to help families going through treatment. And Vicki knew them because she herself was going through treatment at the time, talking to folks in the infusion suites and saying, hey, I'm having trouble paying for groceries. I'm, I'm making a choice between feeding my kids and making my copay. And Angela and Vicky said, that's ridiculous. We should, no one should ever be in that position. So that's what Sense of Security does. We don't provide medical payments. We don't pay for your copays, but we do give you a grocery card to King Supers. We do pay your utility bill directly any any bills that you send us that we find you know to be useful uh, or, or allowable we will pay on behalf of the grantee so how do they how do they receive that money do you give them money or they like you just kind of mentioned they send a bill to you and you pay that bill exactly so we receive almost all of our applications directly from patient navigators or social workers but once we do we review it and there's a financial portion of it that you know grantees will tell us how much money they make and how much money they're spending and we ask them to rank their top three to five expenses then when they're approved for a grant we i contact them back and say you know hi mary or hi murphy um what bills can i pay for you for the next six months you've been approved for a grant and then they'll send me a copy of their you know phone bill electric bill whatever and then we pay we write checks directly out to those companies on their behalf we do that then for the next six months and we keep in touch with the grantee to tell them when when their grant has been expired and how much is that grant is that always the same amount for everyone or does it vary depending on the need we work incredibly hard to make it the same for everyone we'll have some folks that are super honest on their application and they'll they'll under report expenses and over report income uh, meaning that you know they when they first applied they were still working full time sure but as sure. you know when you start treatment you're going to start losing hours at work oh no doubt um, so your income's going to drop what we do is we say we 
like to make that maximum $500 a month or, you know, over the six months, $3,000, make that grant complete and full. But if someone is still working full time or they're only in treatment for two more months, we may only pay a thousand dollars, you know, the, the, the two, two months worth of grants. Sure. sure. Um, but we, we do try to make it that full grant because it's the most impactful to the family. Oh, sure. Because I don't think they think about that. And, and you shouldn't, no. when you're going through the event, when you hear those words, you've got breast cancer, your life changes immediately. And mm-hmm. the focus of that changes immediately. And that uh, focus is now I, I got to beat this thing. And then exactly. once you have it, and then you've got all the follow up after the initial part you have to go through then you start realizing wow who's going to pay all these bills and that's where you guys come in i think it's fantastic tim exactly there's there's a term called financial toxicity that's used when talking about breast cancer or any cancer diagnoses because the expenses aren't just you, you could have the best insurance in the world and you could have the best job in the universe and you could you know be in a perfect position right but the second you hear those words everything changes and all of a sudden your financial position is incredibly different. And you could, if you're at the lower income uh, thresholds here, you could look at years worth of financial devastation. You know, if you don't make your rent payments, you might get evicted. Your landlord, for better or worse, doesn't necessarily need to know that you have breast cancer, and they may not care. They may need to fill that spot. That's true. So if you don't make that payment, you're not in you're not in your housing. That's why we're here is to try to help keep folks in those secure positions. True. We're talking with uh, Tim <laughs> Taravella, who's the executive director of Sense of Security. There's probably folks listening right now as we talk to him and think, "Gosh, I didn't know this ha- this existed. How do I get involved?" So how do they get involved? Sure. So on, on on any level, if they're if they're in need and they have breast cancer and they're here in the state of Colorado, they can apply for a grant at senseofsecurity.org. Uh, if they're interested in making a donation or volunteering or just trying to lend a hand and see what we do, again, our, our website is probably the best place to get in touch. Would that be senseofsecurity.org? And talk about some of the programs you offer, because there are several other options that you really get involved with. Yeah, so uh, again, we were founded 20 years ago on that simple premise of trying to make life a little easier for grantees, uh, for folks with breast cancer. We've pretty much done one thing. For those 20 years, we provide that sustained financial assistance. But we do also make recommendations out from our for, for our grantees to other agencies that that provide transportation to, to treatment, that provide financial counseling, that you know to, to make sure that they're keeping track of their bills beyond what we can help with. Um, but we've we've maintained our focus as much as tight as we can to be just providing that financial assistance. Other organizations expand out into raising awareness and, and funding research and things along those lines. And this, especially with a one-person office, if we started doing that, I'd have no time to focus on anything. Well, that's true. So we really just try to dial it in on that financial assistance. So if somebody were to call today or let's say today is Sunday, let's say tomorrow, mm-hmm. how long does that process take before they find out, oh, man, I'm going to get some help here with my bills? Right. So we try to be as responsive as we can. Again, being a one-person office, it's a little tight sometimes. Uh, but it can take, you know, two weeks or so once the application's been completed and submitted uh, and, and received by me. I, I'll go ahead and you know, take a quick look at it and be able to get back and let someone know that they're, they've been uh, put on our wait list, unfortunately, uh, which is about six to eight months right now. 
Um, but then we do stay in touch during that time to say, hey, you're, you're moving up the list. You know, we've had, we've had other folks successfully complete their grant period. And, and, you know, you'll be, hopefully we'll fund you here in the next month and a half or something along those lines. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that wait list of about 40 people at the moment um, is an unfortunate necessity. We don't rank um, applications as they come in. We don't, you know, compare them to one another as long as an individual meets the basic requirements. They have a financial need. They have breast cancer. They live in Colorado. We will fund them as soon as we're able to. Um, unfortunately, sometimes we get a later diagnosis, someone who's, you know, um, stage four, and they pass away while while we're in that time period. And that's not, that we hate when that happens. Sure. But on the other side of the spectrum, an early diagnosis of stage one, they may be halfway through their treatment when they realize they should apply to us for assistance. And by the time we get them, get their application, and we unfortunately, you know, have them on our wait list for a bit, they may actually have completed um, treatment before then. So before we're able to even fund them. Right. <clears throat> In those cases, I reach out and I, I ask them if they'd like a one-time $500 emergency grant. <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to fund them for the full six months, sure. so we could at least do that one-time grant. So you got a little something for everybody. We tried, yeah, <laughs> I, and like I it. wish we had more. You know, if we if we had if we had more money in, in the bank, we'd have the ability to help everybody much faster and and for a longer period. Well, while we're on that topic, I know that if you go to your website, you can donate online. Correct. Correct. Yep. We we enjoy being able to offer that because it, it saves people the stamp, it saves them the, the trip to the mailbox and everything. Well, you'll take any kind of money you can. <clears throat> and how do they how do they make that donation to you? So if they were to go to senseofsecurity.org on the top of our website, there's a little button that says Donate Now, and it'll give you a couple options, give you some examples as to how the, the grant might be used, you know, just ideas, you know, say $50 would help pay for the, the electric or something along those lines. But, yeah, we'll, we'll – and then they can also, of course, put in other, any other amount that they wanted to beyond those tick boxes. So do you have any other fundraisers uh, coming up that we should know about besides the one you just did, uh, Distinctly Colorado? Yeah, unfortunately, we missed each other. You know, if we if we talked two weeks ago, we could have done yeah. this as a promo for Distinctly. Um, we will have Distinctly Colorado again next year, next September. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, we actually, Distinctly is our, our primary fundraiser event, fundraising event. It only happens the, the one time in the fall. Sure. Uh, the next the next appeal that goes out will be a direct mail, um, you know, to, to houses and the past donors. In the spring, we do a, a bunch of fun events that this year got a little wonky. But, yeah, uh, we work with with some folks with elite brands and, and their their bars around the, the state to promote Pliny the Younger, which is an annual release of a beer. Sure, that um, is actually used the proceeds of that both here and in San Francisco, and we're the only other place this is done. Uh, are used to fund organizations like Sense of Security. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll have you back on in the spring closer to that event and get you some help on that. How's that? that? Is that a deal? I would love that. That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Well, uh, Tim Taravella, Executive Director of Sense of Security, keep up the great work you're doing to help those uh, breast cancer survivors out there, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. It was great to be on the show today. Well, I appreciate that. And thank you, guys. Mile High Magazine. Now, hang in there. We're going to update Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health. And on COVID-19, let's see where we are in the state of Colorado. That is next.